is Cosmo Joe Radio, uh, uh, broadcasting all the way from here all the way to uh, where? How many signals do we have at this point? Jesus Christ. Uh, we, I guess we're... Going to right. Europa, man. Oh, yeah, we go to Europa. I feel like we... we, 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 we go to Europa, too. Yeah, we go over to Europa, too. Um, <laughs> that or, um, um, Varric's listening to us. Varric's listening to us. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, Varric's definitely yeah. listening to us with the He's radio. He's got a radio, that little English. Sure. He's got us. a radio. Yeah, so, yeah most of them. Uh, LC Ray's me. listening out here. I hope so. But uh, it's cool. Um, all, all those freaking uh, Exo Stranger only fans accounts are probably like super excited now. Um, <laughs> but this is the podcast all about Destiny 2 and all the great things about it. Uh, don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I legit had somebody ask me, hey, where can I listen to the podcast at? I'm like, Everywhere. Yeah, you can. Here's, here's a list. Can't you list. It's like where yep. can't you listen to the podcast? Right, like we're everywhere, dog. So it's like, like focus up, listen to us. We love, we love the feedback. You can rate us and review us on our Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You like, just like shout us out. You follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. That's where we you hear all the latest news. We retweet the twelve every every day, every uh, Thursday. So just be down for that. And just like interact with us, have a good time. We're gonna be doing some giveaways for our stickers soon. We're gonna be opening up our Discord <laughs> soon. So just get ready for that and get ready for some more fun. Probably put them on sale soon once I get enough of them. So just get ready for all that fun shit. Uh, my name is Panda the Paladin. To my left, we have the my my, my fellow Titan, the the, the, the just uh, all around good fella. Uh, man, <laughs> like just an all around good fella. Uh, like runs into danger a little too much sometimes, but you know what? We still love them, but that's okay. Uh, Toll, how you doing this evening? Doing great. Borealis hey. is the best sniper, hands down. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh my I, god! No, you cannot. Like, I, I know it's a meme, but <laughs> my meme. I'm making it work. I gotta. I'm working as, on as, the as two people, as, as me and Falcon, who, who like both love snipers in PvP. You're breaking our hearts. Like, Toll, like I know. But I'm just trying to make it a thing. And they. I told. I don't know if I got. I saw you get a kill with it. I got uh, two kills with it. Two headshots. My bad. I'm Jesus. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm got sorry. Two, I got two. I got two that one match, and I was like, for someone who doesn't. Wait, you actually went to PvP with Borealis? Yes. Oh my lord. I might have to use it just to meme with you to see it. I'll just unironically support you. Oh but my like, gosh. If it gets, uh, if they made Ionic Tree, the Ionic Return actually worth something. Oh, yeah, but see, like, they even talked about the podcast, which we're going to get to, that Ionic Traces are, are hard enough to, to proc in PvP, so why would you want more of the, the struggle in PvP? It's I, just... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a funny gun I can meme with and make it my niche, and right now, it's Borealis. I might find another gun. I, mean, I might just the... switch to Cerberus plus one again. Nah, man, sweet business. Oh, that's, sweet good business. One. that's not even a meme. That's a good weapon. I yeah, Cerberus One actually. Can... We're, I'm actually gonna talk about Cerberus One a little bit. So like, because be of menace. what's been happening recently. So like, you know, man, yeah. you should meet with sweet business. So that should be your meme. It's just sweet business. You, you oh, get me every time I use oh, no. sweet business people. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like, if you, like, like, because here's the thing: you randomly will just go, "Hey, let me use sweet business in a raid," and I'm like, "Bro, what the fuck?" Like, and you're like, "Why are you not using that?" Oh, and, I mean, there. The reason I used it was I was on my hunter during King's Fall in oh, Golgoroth, sure, yeah. and I was taking Gaze, 
and I couldn't shoot the or the poison. You were taking, last you were kidnapping gays. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> but like, I was like, screw it. I'm just gonna throw bullets and hope it works. And it <laughs> I did. mean, fair. I was thinking oh, about something we ran Deepstone about how we really should start experimenting with other weapons because yeah. I can't imagine linear is going to be the dominant damage type for much. I, I feel like we're going to end up just going back to the the uh, double slugs. Yeah, but no. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, my favorite hunter turn warlock because they out here thinking they slick. Uh, <laughs> uh, Falcon, how you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm coping with the end of season withdrawals so i switched to my warlock and i've been having a really good time <laughs> <laughs> all right great. i went back to my old pleasure of dead by daylight yeah, i've like, cool. been playing minecraft to take a break like that when i'll burn my Played a little out. apex too i forget yeah. how like salty i get with that game <laughs> <laughs> like i just play dead by daylight to do some dailies and it's just Ugh, I don't like that. Well, well, let's, like dig that. Into, well let's dig into some stuff that we do like because uh, oh, yeah. o- over the weekend or over like last week, rather, um, the PV the the that uh, massive breakdowns network PVE podcast had some of the the budgie devs on for the weapons team, uh, Chris Proctor and um, uh, Vivian Bex came on and they talked about a couple of different things that were going on in the game, and we're we're gonna like shoot through it we're not gonna like quote the whole like the whole two hours if you want to go back and listen to that podcast we definitely recommend them as Shout well as our out. show go go so, yeah like, it was it's a great listen. listen oh yeah like, it was it was a great conversation great conversation like, like stuff going on but we still want to talk about it and give our thoughts so we're gonna like go through it like the whole list of different things and because th- there was a lot of great stuff going on uh the first thing that i really want to touch on that like, that was super imperative that kind of like kept being brought up as the whole conversation, like the whole episode was a thing, was the idea of just elemental verbiage in perks and mm. try to fix older weapons and grandfather them into the new perk, like new verbs and whatnot, like jolt and uh, incandescent and stuff like that and scorch. Like there was different conversations in regards to things like uh, sunshine and, yeah. and things of that nature, like things that give burn rather than scorch. And that kind of thing. Like, I I loved that conversation because, yeah. from what I was hearing from Vivian specifically, was just this desire to make more. But then Chris was like, "We also want to give things sort like sort of their own standing." Like one like one example that was made was we want to give a lot of elemental weapons their ability to thrive in these new verbs, but we still want some things to be separate. Like for instance, we mm-hmm. don't want Celesto to start suppressing people. Which or, made like, total sense because, like, they were saying, like, those weapons exist essentially on their own. Like, they don't exactly. need those weapon archetypes. Can I yeah. make a weird uh, statement? I think that Merciless should get incandescent. Yes. See, I, I, I worry about that because I randomly saw Merciless last week at Trials, and Merciless is randomly like, 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 like a really silent main ingredient, like a sleeper main ingredient kind of thing, because you barely hear the charge up. And it's actually coming back as a sleeper hit randomly, and it kind of freaked me out because I'm like, "Oh, you're running merciless. I ain't worried about you." And it kept killing me. And I was like, "Oh, that's a problem." So yeah, it's it's pretty good like if you, you put it on Jotun, which I was honestly like, "Why would you put it on Jotun?" Because the makes, bird, right? Mm. So it makes sense. But why not add it to merciless? I mean, why it's not? possible. It could be good because Merc- I haven't seen or heard of merciless since they booked since people when did they buff that like it's just not a best in class like why would you use it unless you could literally just go farm a main ingredient or like uh right 
Fugent from the raid this season. The King's Fall uh, Fugent meet his reckoning. Your main ingredient yeah. that needs a that just needs a spread nerf and it'd be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, yeah. Main, main ingredient overall doesn't need it needs a spread nerf, it needs a damage nerf, it needs like pellets rework everything. Oh yeah, might as well reckoning. Yeah. Just if it everything else about it's fine, just increase the yeah. spread cone. Yeah. yeah. By like or just nerf under pressure. Degrees. Really, that's the only issue. Right, but no, that that, that was the, the, the that whole thing about elemental perks. And they talked about just this this desire to make things very in depth and things of that nature. I thought that was super cool, and we'll we'll touch on it more as time like, as the conversation goes on. But the other big thing that apparently had the whole Destiny community on fire uh, the past couple of days, and even had Mercules chime in on later after the fact was that there was talk about origin traits <laughs> and. The thing, like and the idea of not of wanting to develop more origin traits, even go back and revisit some origin traits, like how they did with Gambit and Iron Banner, and make them relevant across the entire game, because they're very much like the regular Foundry perks. They did very well with; they were very well received. They were comfortable with how the, those were done, but then they missed the mark on a couple and were able to revisit those and tweak them as time goes on. And they like that flexibility. But yeah. then there then there was the question yeah. of: Do you want to introduce more? like a text mechanic a hip fire or like a black armory and chris proctor was like okay okay if there was one in foundry you you guys would want yeah. what what, what, what would black you armory. want black armory black armory black no, and, there's no thoughts the whole community and, and, me and a blast the furnace give me a hammerhead and i will <laughs> uh, I literally no organ like like all that fun i shit, will pay man. yeah like and the one thing that chris proctor and also mercury said is if there is a narrative reason for things like the same 14 yeah. weapons from Season of the Dawn, like we're also brought up in conversation, or even the Ada, like a story beat, there's like a same story beat or an Ada story beat that that rep that like gives garnishment to the idea of let's bring in those old weapons, you're gonna see them. And then like, I even think one of them even referenced uh the seven seraph weapons yep. so like they're like yo yeah there's a right, like right. I, I, yeah. I believe uh chris parker's at rasputin and there's yeah. a reason to visit that we yeah. will and i <laughs> like that thought process. <laughs> yeah like because if we get rasputin season 19 we roll up with seven seraph weapons or freaking uh ikeleos weapons and you see like a ikeleos or mine uh, cell builds here we come bro if, if, if randomly all, all next season is just the return of war mine cells i'm gonna be so annoyed I'm gonna be, I'll so be happy. I wasn't around for that. I didn't get to. Like, they were such like a great concept. Shit. Like I'm so glad, so sad they like hit and then didn't hit because like they were like the first non-damage type type of DPS, which I think is so interesting. I think the issue at hand though was that, like they got I got two out of hand where it was like they were nuts. You, you could literally just shoot one and it would kill a da- like a whole ch- like, like like chunk of yeah. ads, yeah. or you could just like carry a war mine cell and protect yourself like. You had too much power with them. That's why you saw a whole legion of mods fall from grace because they're just like overpowered. That's why I'll freaking um I, I forget like like the solo the solo player for so long that like did all the solo content. Um he would 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 solo grandmasters and stuff like that and solo raids. And, and he would use war mind cells as his base. Esoteric. And he would use um, mm, uh, like cells. I remember he soloed the entrance to Master Vog with Warbind cells and uh, Shadow Hunter, and would would just run around and was doing everything with Warbind cells. 
So it's like, that's why you saw the ball from Grace, because they were that powerful. Yeah, they were so good. And like, I love, love that up, season. I saw a video of someone throwing their... Uh, the arc one, I think you could pick up and throw. Yep. Yeah, you could pick it up and throw, but the... Um, calling the storm, they threw that on it and picked it up. Mm-hmm. So you can oh. do some, like, so some dirty shit with that shit. Like, just walk around with a warm mind cell with, 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 with like a like, giant <laughs> lightning rod. Pick it up and walk around. It's like... <laughs> so, and then, the, <laughs> and, the, and the next thing was, like, the, that they started to talk about that, that Chris Proctor got into was the need to make adept weapons in, like, raids and content worth it. And yeah. what really bugged me in that, like, there, there was I, I, one of the, I believe it was, it was either Saint or, or, like, or uh, one of the others who asked him, if you could go back in time <clears throat> and remove enhanced traits from uh, base craftable weapons, would you? And Proctor said no. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> why? Like, 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 that's, that's the core concept of crafting in like every game, though, is to like be able to craft something that's like really powerful. I think the issue was is that they just didn't have anything to counteract the void that it created. And I think that's finally why they're trying to like backpedal. Well, and my biggest thing was that makes you, sense, could, you you could have yeah. corrected. Yeah, like it makes perfect sense. But my, my thing is you could have corrected, course corrected everything if you just didn't make raid weapons craftable and left them to be the upper echelon of weapons that you worked your butt off for. Because you could see like like um your like uh dares of eternity weapons be craftable. You see like raid like 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 season weapons be craftable, be super powerful. But the raid, the end game thing that you bust your ass for, those weapons you will still have to grind for. Because you're gonna see here in a minute when the lightfall raid comes out with the what's the oh, I'm gonna go craftable? nuts on Deepstone. Oh, you know, well, like, well, like next season, Deepstone's about to get thrown. Yeah, butts back every five seconds. Literally, so, but be like mean. the lightfall raid yeah. is about to get freaking demolished, and then no one's gonna touch it. Look what happened to Val. Val is barely touched. No one cares anymore, and it sucks. Literally, the only good gun, the only the, there was only a few good raid weapons that you could craft. The cataclysmic was one. Literally, the next season, cataclysmic gets yoinked by. by type oh, no, that's two seasons later. Two seasons. You know what? I'm gonna make a statement that I think. Oh yeah, Storm I was thinking about. And then Taipan came out and yoinked it, and it's like there's no point unless you like going for a submission. Or the pulse rifle, which is actually fantastic. You should go for that. Yes, I think Destiny needs to move away from chasing the. Per I think chasing the perfect role and weapon crafting fit perfectly in Destiny. I think the issue is that that's like the only thing you can chase in game. Like you don't really need outrageous stats to like be a competitor late game. Like you do. Like don't get me wrong. Like you need good stats, but like there's like nothing to chase besides like master dungeons and master dungeons aren't even that fun to chase because now you can't even cross match like mass like dungeon weapons so like where's the trade-off like right i don't know and i don't just, want dungeon like, weapons it, being craftable ever i do too oh and i want it, them to be craftable i don't it, i don't i don't i don't want dungeon or ray weapons to be craftable but here like we're, we're looking at that future and it sucks and one thing that even proctor touched on was we're gonna see a future here in a minute where you're gonna see things like enhanced weapons roll, like enhanced uh, tr uh, perks rolling on guns. And what's gonna piss a lot of people off here in a minute was Proctor mentioned enhanced perks on trials weapons. 
in a mat like those popping. <laughs> I'm over here like, yo. Okay. That's okay. gonna piss a lot of people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm one of them. You can't like I understand making the game accessible for everybody. I think accessibility is a great thing. I think the problem is that they still haven't fleshed out like a good trial system where everybody can play it, everybody can win. I think everybody, no matter what skill level, should be able to go flawless at some degree. So I don't think it's an issue that things will have enhanced perks. They just need to make sure everybody can go flawless. See, we're, we're going to talk about we that. If we, have, if we have time at the end of the show, I, I want to, because uh, I think it was Dark Side Royalty that made a video that got under my skin about uh, trials and skill-based matchmaking. So if we have enough time after after the at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about that. But we might, might even like do it as like a, a quote unquote commute uh, like community question but just make it about that okay. but uh we'll, we'll get to that in a second um so then there was the weapon mods that were touched on a little bit because there was talk about how bungie has mentioned they want to uh roll in things like rampage spec and things of that nature into guns so they're like yo we do have plans to work on mods and uh, like mod acquiring post lightfall, but it's not gonna happen anytime soon. And my get my, my my brain just goes, oh, so y'all just legit just don't give a fuck about your new player base. Okay, great. <laughs> like, I don't want to say that, but like it really feels as if. What that, do we want the, Destiny to be though? Like an MMORPG or just like a yes. single shooter game? But like an MMORPG game is about facing end game content. Like I understand that everybody should be able to do that content, but like I think World of Warcraft is maybe one of the best, or Final Final Fantasy honestly is probably the best. Final Fantasy XIV is probably the best one to handle everything. The best one to ever base your stuff off of, and like there's end game content that's accessible for everybody, and there's still things to chase, and everybody can do it. But like those, like I don't know, like it's. There's like a certain level of because I hate gatekeeping. Like I think it's like one of the worst things ever. Like I think uh, power level just power level needs to go. Honestly, there's the issue. Power level needs to go. <laughs> I want to talk mean, about like, that in another episode. Yeah, I wanna... we need to get. Well, I want to dive more into that also because I feel <laughs> like it, it. Well, like it goes to the conversation of difficulty versus high le- high level players and things of like that. Yeah. Like, so it's it's, it's definitely a a high grade topic. Um. So from there, there was the, the discussion of divinity and the conversation of debuff weapons and things of that nature. And I really enjoyed the conversation they had where it was like they re- like you could tell that um Southern Grandma had no intention with this. Like, like there was no there was no mention of it. They had because from what they described, it takes like multiple months to work on a season. Oh, yeah, yeah. They said they had they they started working on the 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 div uh, nerf like at the end of development for season eighteen, which probably means they were looking at this in like June or like May, and no one knew about it. <laughs> so or oh, even yeah. earlier. So it's like yeah. they they were even filling with ideas of like having the cage be there and no debuff. They were looking at different things on that nature. They were looking at even changing the weapon to void because to match the whole weaken effect verb. And but then they decided just to grandfather weaken in with it. And I really enjoyed that conversation because it really felt like they wanted to maintain the relevance of the gun without fully removing it from the from the, uh, from the, the like the totem pole as it were. And I really enjoyed that because it just really felt like they they decided to announce a nerf at the wrong time, 
and I felt bad for it. <laughs> yeah. So to hear the development kind of made me feel better about it. I don't know how, like, and the, the, what, the, what we very much learned from this conversation is that building an exotic costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never it's doubted an expensive that. piece. And so yeah. I'm sitting here like, the one that we get in the season pass, I'm okay with spending $10 for. Oh, yeah. It funds yeah. Except for the Trespasser, I'm sorry. I do. I wasn't happy with the Trespasser. A hey, Trespasser is amazing. But what, what, what I even loved, like, which it was talked about more at the end of the show, but I'll touch on it here, was uh, Vivian dove into the development of Delicate Tomb. And because one of the community questions was, how do you feel about the fact of certain exotics that do better in one sandbox, but not the other case of point of Delicate Tomb, where it's like really shining in PvE because of Ionic Traces, like Toll was talking about. But in PvP, you ain't getting an Ionic Trace for shit. But with there, Vivian was like, sometimes you have to start in one sandbox and grow in one sandbox before you can go grow in, like, like, grow into another. And I really enjoyed Makes that sense. because yeah. it shows the, the concept of they want to revisit the idea of it thriving in PvP later because Ionic Traces aren't just aren't there yet. And there's a chance for the meta to evolve around Delicate Tube later on. Which I thought yeah, because really cool. it's like a whole nother, like, there's already elemental wells and there's already weapons, or weapon, the orbs. So, like, Ionic Traces just add, like, a third layer. Because you could have elemental traces and Ionic Traces running at the same time. And plus, yeah. have orbs dropping. Like, oh my god, can you imagine have all those things flying out at the same time? Like, I can't even oh, imagine. Oh, there was, kind of, like, there, was fear that, there was fear that elemental wells was the reason why some people were crashing on the day one raid for uh, Vow. So, imagine the idea yeah, I do remember that actually. Yeah. yeah. That would just be a handful in its own right. Oh um, my god, I can't even imagine. And I, uh, the next thing that really hit that, that was pretty funny was Proctor talked about how the, the the devs really don't like how damage stacking works right now in, in content. And I was cracking up. <laughs> just, I mean, it, I can agree with them on that point. It just yeah. it needs to be more consistent. Well, and like, because right now it's it's an it's an it's a multiplicative system versus an additive system, which is what Proctor would like to see it be an additive system. Because that would make a lot more sense. Because right now you have like weapons of light, you have font of might, you have um like well, you have all these different things playing a factor. Then you have debuffs that go into the mix. So all these different things like 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 adding damage that that like they uh, nerfing an enemy all on top of each other. It's a hard balancing act for them that makes it hectic. So they yeah. like Proctor's like yo, it'd be make a lot more sense for it to be additive versus multiplicative, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like I can see yeah. it, but it, it'd be a hard nerve for a lot of people, and you're definitely gonna see a lot of backlash, possibly even for like like severe casual players who think like all of their buffs are being slaughtered and they have to work harder. Or, or oh, like, it's basically or, going from 400 to 300. percent Not that yeah, bad. that was the one. Yeah, that was the one thing that Proctor said he wants to see. A hundred, a hundred times two hundred, like go, like like be lower instead of it being a hundred times two hundred. It's a hundred plus two hundred, and you actually see that little bit of a mix played correctly. And then it's like you also have to factor in weapon damage perks, like uh, focus fury, <laughs> firing line, vorpal. Yeah, it's a whole yeah, flipping mess. Buff, yeah, damage buffs, <clears throat> like yeah, buffs and debuffs are nuts, like. Playing like yeah. Final Fantasy and World of Warcraft, like I can't even like twenty plus debuffs and buffs going on at the same time. Like I can't even imagine what it's like to run it That's on like I a like system like Destiny. Like, it sets the precedent of if this debuff is higher than that one, the higher one takes over. 
Yeah. Versus now they're trying to make it so all of them kind of thrive, especially with debuffs, because they wanted to fix that with Divinity where you can have the div cage and the 15%, but then have the tether come in. And that was yeah. one that they, that they, uh, Proctor said they tested multiple times to make sure it actually worked properly, because that way you can still kind of like have OG div, but have hunters play a role in that a little bit, which that was yeah. kind of cool to see. Um, from there, I like that they talked about that, the, how enhanced incandescent isn't actually working properly. Yeah. Like, that they want it, like, because apparently it should be making more big booms. It's only making some big booms because of, and like, how a the, Quicksilver Storm rocket. It's supposedly an arc rocket, but that's See, also a bug. <laughs> I was kind of I'm disappointed about that because, like, like the 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 PVE hosts were super excited about that. Parker goes, "So that's a bug," and I'm like, "Bro, like that makes so sense. Cool. cool. It's but a, like, but it's a primary. Like, it's a kinetic slot. Like it. Right. Like it shouldn't do that. Yeah, but it, it was still. So like, now this opens up the door for uh toll theory. So put your put your uh, tinfoil hat on. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So. I, we know that they want to improve the kinetic slot. What if they yeah, added the next thing they talked about? Yeah, they want to improve kinetics overall, make them actually be so this bi- is like coming viable with, overall. What if they add in like a kinetic shield slot? Like that, a shield that's happening for enemy in Lightfall, types. right? They said they're going to rework kinetic in Lightfall. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're they're working to make kinetic weapons actually matter and actually like matter. still like yeah. play into the fantasy that's why I'm element. Saying, we should have a kinetic weapon shields. So, like, it's a gray shield that, like, you have to shoot with a kinetic I weapon. I mean, I still think stasis doesn't matter, and that's, like, a... Yeah, stasis we should have stasis a... shields. Yeah. Strand come... I don't yeah, think we should, should get be... strand guns as strand other than exotics. Because if it's something that we made ourselves... That's another weapon type, yeah. It wouldn't make sense that there's strand it wouldn't weapons make sense, unless but we like, craft exotics. Stasis yeah. guns make sense. Right. Yeah. right. yeah. So, I say, it... give us stasis shields, please. I, 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 we have stasis shields. We just don't have stasis shields for like us. Like there's yeah, stasis no, talking about for enemies. enemies. Well, no, there are stasis like like the, 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 huh? the like if you do if you do first if you do uh Lightfall. the corrupted if you do the corrupted stri- the corrupted GM or if you did the um the scorn layer GM when it was in play on the Tangled Shore, all of those scorn had stasis shields and it was a nightmare. It was I a, don't remember nightmare. that. Like, I it was, it was rough. Um, I played so, that strike. I, hmm, maybe I, mean, I just was doing it, and I didn't even realize it. Maybe, maybe it was just it was, it was just stasis damage. And I could be wrong, but if those had stasis shields, that's 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 horrifying. Um, but the next thing that they talked about was was more like like making synergy perks like incandescent have a role. They did say straight up because someone asked about it. Are we gonna, ever going to see the mixing of verbs and perks? like Jolt and Incandescent work together, they're like, no, we're not worried about that yeah. right now. The focus is giving these perks identity. And I like yeah. they actually touched on Repulsor Brace because while Repulsor Brace is the only Void-centric mod in the Verb category right now, they you wanted to sort of like, work on building it more and working on building it up like more in the future to where we actually are going to see more perks like that in Lightfall, which that Honestly, was pretty cool. If- I want a perk that gives a specific void gun volatile rounds. You do something, you get a kill, and it'll proc on the gun. You don't have to reload. Volatile rounds do again. I forget. They make they don't things suppress, volatile right? explode. No, they just yep. make things explode. Okay, that's what I thought. I mean, that would but make it sense doesn't work. It doesn't. It, you don't extend the timer with the fragment that does that. It's just 
you get volatile rounds for this long on that gun and only that gun. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, I liked how they talked about how the reason like incandescent and bold shot exists there to like teach players like verbiage, like how they know like bolt shot applies jolt. And then they see jolt on their super and they're like, oh, I know how jolt works. Like I can incorporate right. this now. Like that and makes sense. Like I, I didn't even know repulsive brace was honestly a thing until last season and it's been out since Void 3.1. So 3.0. So, <laughs> yep. Right. It, I tried testing with the perk, but it just wasn't working. I didn't understand how it worked. And when I did it, it was just like, takes eh. too much work. And like, that's right. fine. Like, I want perks to exist like that, but there's like no way to like learn they exist like that, essentially, is what they were saying. Like, they want players to like learn how those things work. Right. And, like, and, one, and one thing they said was that like, there hasn't really been a big void season like yeah there was witch queen and season of the risen but void 3.0 while it was introduced in that season it wasn't a primary focus no, like yeah. solar god and arc god so no. in the future like because right now we have scorch and ignition we have amplified for arc and then we have weakened for void so like halfway through the conversation they were like um are any verbs off the table and they said no nothing has been like taken off so like there isn't there is a possibility for a volatile rounds perk yeah that way it isn't it, it isn't just your grenade that can cause it like there's potential for that in the future there could be a suppression perk that comes in the future so oh my god i think so that'd they're... be cool as like a uh an exotic bow kind of like how no, no. the modern Absolutely. works <laughs> no like, it's just like you pull it, it out just... and it works like Not the hunter don't do it it works like the hunter's hook bomb i get it yeah, I get and it. And you shoot it, and it goes. You have to ground and make yourself invisible. And oh god, that sounds horrifying. Sounds um, terrible. Toll, you're speaking <laughs> blasphemy into existence. I need you to stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the next hey, thing I got some is, ideas. Oh, oh my god. Um, so the next thing that like, that was asked about was like the development of support weapons. I.e., will we see more things like Lumina in the future? And they're like, I yo. We have ideas that they like concrete, but we're devoting resources and time to exploring that in the future. And I'm like, okay. And they even said they even mentioned strand with it. I'm like, oh, so that could be kind of cool. And they even talked about how one of the one of the community questions was the development of Boots of the Assembler with uh Lumina. And like that development was there. And they talked about how the different teams like were were, were tagged in and like, like working together like to make that happen. So there definitely seems to be a desire to create more support weapons for support-based players, and I really enjoy that idea because some people do love just being the, like the backup of their team. Some people love being that person. I love that so, shit. I love being. I've always been a healer in every game I've ever played. If there's a healer class, so I honestly, what I'm thinking is Strand's going to be like a defensive healing subclass. Is my yeah, weird, yeah. or like somehow they're going to make supportive weapons just like you like said, like the defensive, Strand. but like. It also has the grapple hook, which makes it a movement as well. Yeah, right. which is interesting. Which could make sense. Like, you grapple over to your player and then, like, somehow buff them with Strand. Yeah, like, what if it's, like, cool. a movement offensive class? In the sense of, like, it gives offensive buffs rather than defensive buffs. Which would be Ooh. super cool. So, like, you um... can rope in and buff your teammate, go for a shotgun <laughs> kill, and watch as your teammate shoots a Galahorn and blows himself up. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this one's for, as Toll speaks more blasphemy. Uh, the the devs had <laughs> had some news for Toll. Um, the uh, their like question was asked about the 
idea of developing weapons like sweet business and then there's like like the, the idea of buffing it or taking a pass out in the future and they said they couldn't really speak on it too much but i mean what 27 weapons that's like a third of all exotic weapons so not even saying, to say the ones that have been borealis buff incoming baby let's go what would they borealis, best sniper <laughs> in the game hands down <laughs> oh my god i'll now be taking questions Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, didn't even say, they haven't even said what 27 weapons are, are, getting, are getting like changed yet. They didn't I'm say saying we should, spec, we should take some time to speculate on which 27. That's we'll next season, that. right? Yeah, that's next yeah. season. We can talk about the next week or something like that. We have four more weeks until the next season. So yeah. we got time. I say we should do it tonight because you know da- darn well that budget better release next week. I will need to pull up a whole well, Let's talk about list. it when they release it then. Right, like, well, that's so much to do. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. But no, they 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 want to keep like unique exotics and like as the sandbox develops and bring back old faves that way they don't lose their identity. And then when when they said this about they don't want old faves to lose their identity, my brain just went, "Ayo, Proctor, Queen Breaker wants to talk to you." (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, okay, I have an idea of how to fix Queen Breakers. You're about Get to speak black. Yeah, no, this is a buff. This is a buff. So first, you make it a special weapon. You make it a Hell, sniper. No. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. You, I don't know what is up with you with snipers right now, but I need you to, to calm and down, then you sir. Give it, and then you give it volt shot. Poor! Uh, so, but now you can change the zoom level, and it shoots like a sniper. So mm. now you don't have the same problem as the other special linears do, but, but if it can it's a be a spe- special weapon. What? But it's just a Lorenz or an Arbalist, and then it's just a menace. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, By changing it to better a sniper, strike. it... Okay. So I, I, speaking of Cloud Strike, I, I do love that Proctor literally came in and said one of his goals was to legit create a, like, a sniper Thunderlord. I'm like, good job, Proctor. You did what you wanted to do when you came to Budgie. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of cool I give you a toll. That's a good idea. It's it's a like see my biggest thing with, with, with Queen Breaker is just buff hurts, it, just yeah. buff it. Put like th- this whole make this it do whole more damage, make it do more damage, make it be viable. Like because one thing that they touched on was like what that Vivian talked about was the idea of giving things that I, I like an identity in the sandbox. And Proctor said that they want to um or they 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 keep their eye on underused exotics. My thing is, there's a difference between underused exotics and things that you just left in the back of the closet for like years. Um, <laughs> I, i.e., friggin', um, what's that one Cabal Scout rifle that like everybody oh, thought was Skyburner's Oath? Yeah, Skyburner. Like up until Solar 3.0, well, nobody used Skyburner's Oath. And they even pointed it out in the twab where they're like, hey guys, we're gonna buff Skyburner's Oath. And everyone's like, no, you're not. Stop it. No. Like, that's not real. It's like, like no, like, legit. We're going to buff Skyburner's Oath. They're like, they no, did. no, you're not going to do it. And then, then they did. And then they did it. They not only gave it Solar 3.0, like, uh, identity to it, they made it worth using in Cabal content. Was, and it was like, what? It, like, no, does they more base gave it, they, down, That's though. what should have gotten, like, Scorch to the bullets, but it doesn't give Scorch. I thought it did. Bullet. No, it doesn't. Oh, I thought it did. My bad. Nope. They literally. Everyone thinks they buffed it in a way, but in reality, they actually nerfed it in a way more 
They took away the idea of when you're uh, just hip firing, it shoots fast. They took that away. So now the ADS speed and the hip fires, when you're ADS or hip fire, it's the same exact fire rate. Oh, weird. It's dumb, and I hate it. Well, thank you for your contribution to the conversation there. Very aggressive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was one of the people who wanted it buffed, and they're like, nah. We got you. For me, like, for me with, but works, that, that does go, that does go into the conversation of, like, we got we got to talk about this idea of like the difference between underused and then just forgotten in the back of your collections or in the back of your vault that you just never see used whatsoever. And it, it feels very disingenuous of Proctor to be like, "Yo, we're taking it while well, we keep our eye on these things." When in reality, I don't think y'all do. Like <laughs> <laughs> Queen Breaker like, still. Like- it's not been actually used. I will give them the benefit of the doubt, even though they are a AAA multi-million dollar company. I do think their development development teams took a huge dumper in the transitions they've been taking, so they probably don't have enough staff to really roll out the things they promise, which they should in then just stop promising things. But at the same time, like we're people, and like I understand what that feels like. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. And like, but at the same time, they're a AAA company, so yeah. And one thing that I will always respect that they do do is they're very conscientious of when it comes to them saying that like we're not going to promise anything, we're not going to speculate, we're not going to confirm anything when they do interviews. When they when they know in concrete they can speak on something, they're very firm about that. They will, yeah. And I, I I appreciate that so much. If you want to come on Cosmos Radio, we we understand you, and we we are here to talk. But like, we need to talk about buffing Borealis. We, we, no, we need to talk about we need to talk about the, the the horrendous treatment of Lord of Wolves. That which, too. Which That's that blasphemy. was even that was part that was no 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 no. We've talked about that. But like, they even mentioned that on the podcast where they talked about we want that where they wanted to reforge its identity because of its like heavily used in pvp and my thing was were y'all even paying attention because it wasn't even being used and then randomly it was picked back up and everyone thought it was a threat when it wasn't you nerfed it multiple times it wasn't being used and then they're over like we're gonna make it a pve shotgun and we're like no one uses shotguns in pve you need to like yeah the problem is you'd have to you literally have to overbuff them to make them worth it. Right. Yeah. Like, just because you mean, a shotgun. Content. It's they like, make if you could make it so one shot kills a red bar ad, it'd be worth it. Right. Like, um, that's what we're talking about in high level. Like, make it so there's a way that it can one shot those types of ads without, like, buffing it so it takes out bosses in low level content in one shot. We don't want that. That's not what we're talking about. We just want shock we want guns to be viable in GMs and in Legend and the higher level of Nightfalls. That's it. Exactly. And like I even get their fear because the the one thing they touched on in regards to the damage stacking, they which confirmed my theory in a, to, to an extent of they 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 were afraid of Bark Titans. When it came to solar, was <laughs> they admitted that they do not like when damage stacking gets out of control, i.e., one two punch, synthoseps, and shit like that. They confirmed it. So 
in general, it tells me that they like they they are afraid to buff shotguns, but then want to give us unstoppable shotgun, or they want to make Lord of Wolves be a PVE shotgun. Like, make up your mind. Like, like, give, like, be, like use clarity going, and tell us the truth. Going on that note, if you don't want that, why did you give us a void Titan Void aspect that boosts our melee damage? Yeah. When while we have an overshield, which on Titan is extremely easy to do. Bubble. I was say, you... Void and... Titan is still like really good in endgame PVE content. Right. I was say, Void Titan is still one of the best things. Like, because not, not only can you use things like Ursa, you finally apparently gave us the ability to use second chance in endgame content. Um, hell, you could just walk around with Crest of Alpha Loopy and be a good uh, Bubble Titan now. Like you have a lot of options with with Void Titan to make it viable in PVE, which is finally like I will say if, if there is a winner of the 3.0 rework overall when it came to the the health of it and the balancing and the perfection, it is the Void Titan. Because uh, only, the reason why I say that is because the, the reason I, why I, I say that is because they they didn't nerf Bubble too hard. They nerfed Bubble a little bit. It was kind of annoying. But, like, they didn't nerf it too hard. Suppressing and volatility was able to be, to be taken from the middle tree Ursa class and given to everything in the Void Titan a kit and made it so viable. They gave us a new melee that can thrive in PvE content in a great way, be able to ricochet and basically acts as, if, uh, acts as a second uh, volatile grenade. It is very beneficial to that kit so in every aspect and every balancing, Void Titan thrives above like everything. Like the only other thing that I, the only other uh, subclass and class that like hit the nail on the head for me that I can even think of is like Solar Warlock, and even then that would have had some issues too that people weren't really happy about. I don't know. You're you're missing. I think you're missing the nail on the head. I think well, our Titans came out in a really good spot. No, 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 no. Because the issue with Arc Titan was. It's too PVE, too, too PVP centric. Because I think it can work. I think it actually works in PVP. PvE, I'm sorry, but the class I get dunked on, on the most now is Arc Titans. I think people are missing out if they're not using Arc Titans right now because thrusters and shoulder strike combined is an absolute menace. And if in you PvP, pair that PvE? PvP, I guess that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. In, in PvP. Oh, in PvP you know, in PvP, Arc Titan A, according to trial stats, is the highest use thing. And oh, B, it's a menace. It's a I menace, agree, yes. In PvE, it feels though, like lacking. You know, it over, unless because, you're because using storm nades. Yeah, if you're, if you're yeah. only if you're using storm nades, that's the only thing that makes Arc Titan seem menacing. It's the same thing with Lorely with a Solar Titan. Well, if you nerf the Arc the storm nades, which we'll get to in a second, this, the Arc Titan has nothing. Because it's hard to build craft for it in terms of making an endgame build for like say if you wanted to run Thunder Crash with Curious, it's harder to do because some of the some of the fragments nerf your resilience. Some of the, fra the fragments nerf your recovery, which those are the two most important stats for a Titan. So if you're going in there wanting that versus stasis and void and solar, or not really solar, solar doesn't have a plus like uh resilience the way it should. The, the, the only the only fragment in the arc kit that is beneficial in a PvE standpoint is Spark of Resistance. And other than that, there's nothing that really benefits a, a Arc Titan in endgame. Because 
Dado has a point. I'm going to get a fucking burnt massacre for that. Dado has a point. Heart of Inmost Light is going to catch a nerf at some point. And what does Heart of Inmost Light even do? I forget. Heart of Inmost Light helps recharge all of your abilities if you use one of your abilities. So, the easiest way to nerf that. Heart of Inmost Light is nerf the amount of time you have to regen your abilities. Yeah. So it's like a 10 timer. seconds now. Yeah. Take it down to 5 seconds. Take it down well, half well, it. Yeah, you have it, but like overall, but that but that's the biggest thing overall is that archetype. If you remove the heart of Inmost Light from the equation, Arc Titans have nothing. Like, like, like the granted, they're like finally agreeing with me that Ballistic Slam overall needs needs a buff. We, you could we, make we, a pretty gnarly Jolt subclass Jolt build with uh, Insurmountable Skull Front, though. Like, I can see that in my mind right yeah, now. Insurmountable Skull Front's like the one weird exception. But even at that point, there's still issues with it where it feels like you're just kind of sitting there and it's like, what do I want to run for arc? Right. I like, run on Eris for damage, which I all at this point, I always, if I'm running arc, let's be honest here, I have Heart of Emos Light, and then I hot swap right back to Heart of Emos Light. Not and even, and even then, think of things like Eternal Warrior that didn't get a rework with R3.0. There's, there's things like um, a cannon a point break that was a brand new exotic and does nothing like literally does nothing in the same it was the, like they literally made a brand new arm ornament that exotic does nothing that's it's so, so depressing to see it's trash is it like, actually it, trash what is it supposed it's to so be? What, bad. Yeah, because what happened was when it first They're came out it was right disabled now. because when it, when it first came out it was disabled because that the, 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 we didn't know why it, it it re-enabled itself because of one of the patches and some people including me and Toll, were testing it and it like when you wear the point break cannon brace pre-nerf you could what you could make like even without charging the thunderclap you could one shot even a pre-nerf lorely helmet with the lightning strike that came from after the thunderclap from the the, the arms so now, the, th- the the extra lightning strike does nothing. It barely even breaks your shield. So it's like, the exotic has no viability from a melee standpoint, especially when you could just put on Skull Ford, and if you oh. really want to thunderclap things, you... And I hate thunder- to interrupt you, what? but I'm gonna... I would like to read off the perk for point for PCC... <laughs> you go for it. Can't embrace. Yeah, go for it. Uh, defeating targets with your thunderclap melee restores melee energy. Targets near you when you use your thunderclap suffer straight lightning strikes being amplified increases the range of these lightning strikes. But it's like yeah. they don't work. And they it don't doesn't work. do enough damage. It barely breaks a shield. Even if you charge the thunderclap fully, it doesn't do enough damage that is worth it. So they basically gave you a cool arm ornament, and that's it. And it's like it's very frustrating when you see arm. It's the same thing with Solar, where you saw, like, you saw Lorelei exist. You saw Phoenix Cradle get a rework a little bit and be viable in some content, and then you saw like How a Fireheart, nothing changed. You saw um, Jeffrey's Horn, which really isn't a Solar exotic, but has Solar capabilities. Nothing changed about it. They could have made it a whole solar exotic if they wanted to. Like, there was nothing really done with solar to make it viable other than, oh, it heals people. 
and you can throw your hammer and hit things and create sunspots. Other than that, Solar 3.0 did nothing for Titan, and I will die on that hill. Same thing with Ark. Other than the grenade, in a PvE standpoint, unless this ballistics, because like, like if I, I'll reference the TWAB, I'll cut down to the Ark section of the TWAB for the sake of the argument. If if you look at that, it even talks about how that, that for in season 19, they're going to be buffing ballistic slam uh, against PvE combatants by 16%. They were supposed to have buffed ballistic slam with R3.0 already, and yet it's still not enough. So if it, if this doesn't do it, you're never going to see ballistic slam or, or uh um uh non thunder cl- uh, crash the other uh thunder uh super ever be used in endgame PV- PVE. You're never gonna see it because it's not worth it. It's not worth it versus thunder crash where it's vital to a hitting an enemy. Roaming supers aren't really used in PVE right now because their, their damage isn't worth it. And that's it's like I yeah. don't as a it's like hammers. Hammers are fun. They ain't doing shit. Big hammer. Big yeah. hammer fun. Big they hammer got it. It's fun to use against Rolk, though, I will say that. Yeah, like like even though they buffed Big Hammer and it, like it has some volatility in PvE a little bit in PvP a little bit. Like it can, it can kill inside of a bubble, which is kind of fun sometimes. But like in general, it ain't doing nothing in PVE. It really ain't. So it's like they really need to think about this and stop th- being afraid to buff things and then nerf them after the fact if they were a problem. Because yeah. like because because the uh, like, I just don't it, understand yeah. why they roll things back separately. Like if they've obviously like shown us that they can do things separately so just buff the shit out of things in pve who cares if it's broken for a little bit no one's right. gonna be mad at you treat the sandboxes might... separately and then fix it after the fact treat it like a sandbox it's a sandbox mess around with it have fun you can in build it. castles and the then you, want, you can take down the yeah, sand you can castles. take them down <laughs> things change in sandboxes if people bitch at you for that they don't understand inherently what sandbox changes or buffs or nerfs entail like things are always changing in a game like this. Like if you have a problem mm. with that, like they they really should. Like good point. They really should just like just go for it. Like there's no reason they shouldn't just go for it. Right. Um going back to the 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 PVE interview, um they talked about D1 exotics and what like in the development of those. They have to rebuild D1 content from scratch. So oh, yeah. Proctor even talked about how they would rather build new content. Granted, there's a couple things like they loved revisiting Hawkmoon, they liked revisiting Thorn, but it's how to balance them correctly while still having that P- that D1 shine to them. And they talked about how they wanted to keep Thorn similar, but not be overpowered with the poison and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that because it showed care about the past, but like concern for the future of the of the sandbox. So that was kind of cool to, to hear from that aspect. Um, they did say we're probably never going to see any random roll exotics again, like DMT or Hawkmoon. Thank and God. <laughs> yeah. And we're probably only going to see the rise of craftable exotics like the Glaives and Osteostriga. So, Which is awesome. I will say this. I will say this. I love Osteostriga. I think it's one of, because you can customize your stock, your barrel, you can make it how you want. 
as an exotic weapon while it doesn't change how the exotic perk works at all. Exactly. Very nice. Same thing goes for the glaives. Yeah. I haven't crafted any of the glaives yet. <laughs> As a hunter main, you should really try out the arc glaive. It's pretty cool. you just you just you just can't catch me in Wellspring now that I got Finch to thirty. Like, there's no reason. You can't catch <laughs> me in Wellspring. Oh my god! Like, I did I, my uh, time there. Like, I if did I didn't, my if, yeah, if I didn't get the glaive in that time, I did thirty, like, f- like one hundred Wellspring runs. Like, it it's not meant to be. <laughs> um, and then um like one of the last things they talked about <coughs> was just the one thing that I really it really felt like the 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 host of PvE had two goals talk about origin traits and talk about verbs. They didn't really dive into anything else really over the course of the show, other than when it was a community-based question. And I was like, you have so many opportunities here to ask so much about the sandbox. Uh, I know they Why had devs right there. Like, I know you have devs right there. And you have I know. So they were opportunity. Like, I don't I don't care that it costs money to build exotics. I think that's a really cool fact that we now learn, but that was like a two-minute segment. Like, like <laughs> we knew that already. It costs money. Like it cost, like, 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 it, like yeah, that was really like and they even said like that, like what I now what I really enjoy now. Then here's the thing though, like Vivian specifically talked about playtesting a lot, and I want to sit down with like with the devs specifically and talk about what go, what what all goes into playtesting. You because, can never convince me they playtest the way we think they playtest. Right, because you will see people like Asdacross and, and, and Fallout people and people that enter that will go in depth with different things and test things and go across to different bosses. They they need community people. Like I noticed they've been hiring more community people for like social media things. They need to just hire a community team for playtesting. Right. Because straight up or like it, people that will tell them what to playtest. Right. And like we, and like they yeah. have they have job roles that do that supposedly, but man I don't know if just having just a regular person who I don't know, because like if you look at the job title, that's like here, test out our build systems, break them for us, please push them to their limits. Like you can't tell me someone's actually pushing their systems right, right because now. If, you, if we were pushing to their limits, you would see things like like Lorely keeping you alive in a in a, in a boss room. Have it, yeah. that would have been already been dealt with beforehand. Yeah, you would see. Yeah. Things like Gear Falcon right now taking over the meta, or things like Arbalist and Lorenz have already been dealt with. You would see yeah. things like the, the countless times Telesto has broken the game, yeah. where you had like people just on Telesto duty going in every time there's a new patch, seeing if Telesto breaks the game. Like you would see these things being tested and ran on everything i remember the day uh gallahorn's catalyst came out once everyone ran it there was a video jixar clyde did where they went to every dungeon and every uh raid boss and just beat them with gallahorn and you saw like all the prophecy bosses one phase with gallahorn bubbling well you saw <laughs> all like you saw the the, the pit of heresy boss one one phase you saw like all this stuff just take like destroyed by gallahorn like Maybe y'all should have play tested that. Yeah. <laughs> like it just it, it astounds me. I remember like or the video we all saw of six parasites one phasing A tracks. Like there there's these things that you would think, 
like that, that are being are being play tests that are and it like it makes you wonder. I want to sit down with a dev and go and ask them what all goes into play testing because yeah. it really feels like there's nothing that's done or the fact that they'll send out patches in like that are incorrect like the range fighter thing or when they randomly doubled last words damage instead of halving last words damage like those things happen and you're like no one checked that file before you sent that out <laughs> like <laughs> it just it makes me wonder i want to have those conversations like especially because i feel like with co- like this podcast specifically because like if you listen like if a casual person listens to the pve like podcast which we encourage you to do there's yeah, a good chance you're, them. you're gonna there's a good chance you're going to fall behind when it comes to certain terminology i feel like with this show specifically we can be the sort of bridge between casuals and hardcore players we can yeah. be that voice for like y'all because not a whole lot of like of understanding is there for y'all so no, we can yeah. be there and talk to the devs it, like it be that connecting bridge so like i would love to sit down with proctor or Merkley's or anybody and be like yo what goes into play testing what makes you make certain decisions and let's talk about firmly the new player experience those will be my first like first couple of goals because like like in the now like one thing that i kind of enjoyed was they even hit to that um and like and they even confirmed one thing that i uh was wondering about was the adding of crafting to older raids they did start with deep stone because of the kiosk that was of like of course that was bravo. obvious like because i like, was like that was why a no-brainer well i will admit when i first met the twab that last week i was like why y'all start with deep stone why not last wish i'm like oh wait there's a kiosk in deep stone isn't there yeah it's it's easy easy in the US. bro uh you you could just like make it like another an extra chest or make it be the the darkness statue Wait, but is there a kiosk in Garden of Salvation? No, there's no. not. Okay, that's what someone was and gaslighting. And Last Wish is going to be the hardest like... one of all, straight up because of how the loop table works, where it's just a yeah. free-for-all the... of guns. I can see that one, honestly, never getting a kiosk. I can just see it being like a free-for-all. They just make it easier to get ethereal keys or some shit like that. Yeah, like, some stuff like I that. think like... they need to rework how the last wish loot pool works because yeah. we know they're going to be revisiting that raid giving it origin traits and giving the guns new perks because so we, why we, not we just rework the whole loot table why not right it's like just rework it all because we know from experience like with prophecy specifically where they took the whole loot table out and put all the trials of the nine weapons in we know <laughs> a loot ta- we, we know a loot table can be changed to a certain extent so if they like they just need to put a loot table into last wish that 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 way when they do add a kiosk it's simplified because gos has has a loot table it just doesn't have a kiosk so if anything you'll see a kiosk be put in gos before you see a kiosk be put in last wish and i know you hate me saying this panda but i think the next raid that's going to get craftable weapons it's it's gonna be be wrong it's gonna be wrong because Mm. has a kiosk and it's gonna suck because you're That's gonna see true. you're gonna see all these people out here with um cra- with uh foul with uh, time Ver- lost. with foul time crafted, loss yeah. and um uh, uh time loss that worked their asses off for those only to have people come in with like a gold fate or a gold or a regular foul verdict crafted with enhanced perks <sighs> so you're like wow 
I slayed but, like, the that's the nature of an evolving game. Like, I understand that, like, sentiment, but, like, you had your time in the sun with that weapon. Now just go do it again. Like, yeah. I know that's frustrating <laughs> to lose things, but, like, that means probably by the time that ships, you can get enhanced time loss perks. Like, Oh, Falcon. You'll you'll want think, you'll think of, think of the five hundred spoils I wasted trying to get a, a succession with reconstruction. Yeah, but Warple. what else? But but you did that experience. I'm I know that's a frustrating experience to lose, but I just I could have spent like, the, I could have spent those spoils on Terraba and Legend of Acheries, but I spent them on you, that sniper rifle for a year. But that was your choice, and that was your free <laughs> destiny will to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So, so overall, um, the last guy I will like in terms of raid, they are apparently like reworking one thousand voices to work with with uh, yeah. Solar three point and I'm like, y'all are some crazy motherfuckers for that one. Particle deconstruction but, was probably the most fun I've ever had in a season. Yeah, yeah. Part, but I, I enjoyed the one before that, the whatever the grenade one was, the grenade one, but also that that, that, that was one that, that was one that, that was one thing that that Proctor touched on when, when it came to the exotics that really bugged me where they straight up mentioned how they don't want to like when they nerf an exotic or when they buff an exotic they don't want to go to ham and i'm like yo <coughs> anarchy wants to have a conversation with you where you legit grinded this thing into the dirt because it was quote unquote overused and in, in over demand and the true argument of anarchy be like being nerfed was it was too dominant. You saw it being like a required thing for everything in the game. My thing about that is don't nerf it into the ground, nerf it into a comfortable place where it's still a viable option for things. That's yeah. that's the that's the one design philosophy I feel like Bungie needs to course correct is stop punching things into the ground so hard. And then trying to fix it later, and I'm just like, uh, like, it's like, definitely like the, easier conceptually probably to break something down completely and rebuild it as something new instead of like fine tuning something that already exists. Like I understand why they do it. Obviously, it doesn't feel good when they punch something to the ground, but I think conceptually it makes sense. Well, like that's like because that's what Proctor said. That's what they did with Lord of Wolves, and I'm like, why grind it into the ground? only for it to then be like rebuilt anew why not just get into a comfortable place where it can be balanced in the sandbox that's my biggest issue because it feels like like that's what happened with queen breaker and like things of that nature we we threw them so far into the back of the closet to make them stop being viable that no one touches them it's either dismantled in your collections or in your vault never used to minimize potential losses like they only had to rework it twice instead of making like maybe three or four minor changes that probably cost the same amount of money like to be yeah. honest i don't know I mean, it makes sense. i'm not happy with it easier but yeah um so from there they uh well that was the end of the, 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 the that was like the overview of some of our opinions of the interview i have one last but, thing i want to touch on from the interview that wasn't like get it get it boy so Mercules posted something about. Tom, I just talked about this. That's what I get for zoning out. We is it, is it the black armory thing? Yeah, I oh, was sorry. That I was, was the at... first thing I talked about in the episode. What do you I, mean? I was looking at listener questions. I was gathering listener questions. 
So I, I I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast that Proctor talked about it during the during the interview, and Mercules mentioned that if we ever have a Saint or an Ada beat, I would, like, like 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 it will be like that's that'll be the the gateway for Black Armory. And you even said Black Armory, yeah. Like what happened, Soul? What happened? What happened? I understand. Talk to me. My mind dumps things too, and I'm focusing on something else. I was looking at listener questions and organizing them. Doing work How is what he's doing. How did like, like hey, at least they was doing something. I'll give them that. Doing their but, work. Something, something. But no, okay. So that, so the next thing that we're gonna talk about is this twab. Because god damn it, Bungie, why you gotta derail the whole show with a giant ass twab? I don't know. That big. It's not big, it's like the it's the one that thick. derailed our dear the episode that we had Bill on, where it derailed the whole episode. Right. But no, this is pretty thick. Um, so we are getting some changes to all of the elements, and because this is kind of what we thought was gonna happen, where they, they introduced Stasis and Void 3.0, Arc 3.0, Solar 3.0, and then during season 19, they're gonna take a pass and, and adjust things to make them as balanced as possible before lightfall. That was kind of the prediction. That's what we're seeing. So, like, they're kind of going through with a fine-tube comb, getting things ready for the next thing, and I really enjoy the fact that they're doing that. So, first thing up is, like, they're fine-tuning Excavated Solar, where they're talking about how they're going to lower restoration a little bit and, and like, fine-tune in PvE activities. No more healing grenade crutches. Okay, listen, yo, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) PvP. This is my issue with that because I, I can understand from a warlock perspective, healing nades can be kind of annoying if you're a warlock with a rift and a healing nade. But like, I feel oh. as if for for Titan and Hunter, healing nades are the counter to the the, uh, the to the rift. And even then, my biggest when, issue. Oh, with, oh, okay. When have you ever had hard time killing someone out of rift? They're they're bot walking into the rift out of well, the rift. No, and, and, that, that, and also that was my other thing with with Lorely. When everyone was bitching about Lorely, like to the to still are bitching about Lorely, it pisses me off. Like that that like a a, a a sunspot healing you is the same thing as a, as a as a as a rift. But they're like, oh, but you get your rift oh, back it's too so fast. So different though. I don't know. Because my biggest thing is, if I can kill you in a rift, I can kill you in a, in a sunspot. I, I do both very efficiently. So when I, all these people are like, oh, they're overpowered. I'm like, bitch, I was killing people back when Laura Lee had a 20% buff from the sunspots. I can still kill you then. I can kill you now. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Like, that's why when everyone's like, oh, it's so hard. I'm like, bro, you just got to work at it. I'm not saying get good. I'm saying do the right calls. And don't get frustrated when someone is behind a corner and heal. Reload your gun and get ready to resume the duel. Don't like, rush in. I've don't had to rush learn that. That's what, uh. people, that, that, that's what that's what the mentality is of just PvP in general. Is people love to rush into things. That's why one of my favorite things to do is to drop a barricade and watch as any idiot will charge through my barricade and be at one health, and I'll just be like punch. And they'll die, and, it, and like you'll, then you'll see people going, "Oh, you're crushing behind your barricade." I'm like, "No, don't run into I'm, it." I'm using my <laughs> class ability effectively, the same yeah, way you use your dodge I, effectively or your rift effectively. I'm using my class ability effectively. How? Why? I don't see more titans use rally barricades more offensively than I see them used. Like they are great. Like whenever I plan my titan, I bait people into corners, use my rally. They run into it, and then they're dead. 
Yep. And what like, was what? even funnier, like what's even funnier with the rally barricade? And I remember when Lorley first came out and the twenty percent buff was a thing, and they're like people are going, "Oh, I can't kill a Lorley Titan." Do you know how many times I would use the freaking rally barricade with Lorley, or I would see other people using the rally barricade, and I would just snipe them, or I would get sniped? Like that rally barricade ain't doing shit for you, dog. <laughs> or just like disengage the fight, like oh. Well, and that's the biggest thing that I feel like overall, in both in PvE and PvP, that a lot of newer players, just even long-term players, don't understand is disengagement, oh. removing oh my God, yourself no. from from an act, like from from the the fight for a moment to heal, to reassess, to go about it a different strategy. Like whether it's whether it's a GM, whether it's a raid, whether it's it's PvP. The idea of disengaging and reevaluating your situation is so crucial. And so many people don't think about it. And it's why you lose so many encounters. It's why you lose fights. It's why you lose raids. It, it, it does so much good when you just disengage. When you start like thinking about that disengaging, it helps so much in the long run. When I, when I talked yes. to a lot of disengage, he was doing so much better. Yeah. There's more. The longer you're alive is always better than being dead. Most deaf. Um, the next thing they're talking about in terms of, of restoration, like, like we talked about restoration a little bit, like where they're, they're like nerfing it from 40, uh, like per se, 40 health, 25 per to 20, 40 to 37.5, <laughs> right? Which I thought was really cool. Um, uh, it no longer stacks w- uh, with healing rifts, healing, and the stronger heal over time will be prioritized. Um, then, then they talked about how Ember of Torches is going from the radiant base duration be- is being reduced from 10 seconds to eight seconds. And now applies, uh, yeah, from ten to eight, and then like, and then now applies a negative ten discipline penalty while equipped, which that kind of hurts, but I understand. Like, ugh, tragic, but like it's fine. That Ember of Solace now provides a bonus fifty percent to radiant duration rather than a flat five seconds, which that's like, kind of cool. It, like, because it can change. Yeah. Because now, it, like, it can ebb and flow. <laughs> Uh huh, and then it's even more like more consistent with the behavior with restoration, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, uh, Hunter Human, please describe the Hunter stuff because Hunter is not what I do. Oh, uh, honestly, the things I was most excited about were the tether changes, and I was uh, knocking down on the dead shot stuff, but I was gonna say, I know them too. The golden, the so golden gun changes first, so. Deadshot and uh, um, Sharpshooter, or whatever the longer one was called, both had a damage resistance. The Sharpshooter is losing its damage resistance, I think, or is it... Here, I'll just pull it up. I'm not going to... My memory's trash. Um, uh, we wanted to uh, Here, the Deadshot... Gold... Yeah, go down. Yeah. So Deadshot still has its 15% bonus damage, but no longer provides bonus duration, and no longer um, provides its... 15% damage resistance to Marksman Golden Gun. So uh, the six-shooter no longer lasts as long, and the Marksman Golden Gun, you don't get damage resistance anymore. Cause... And then Blade Barrage is losing its 24 knives down to 20, and that's more for burst damage, PvE stuff. Um, and Yeah. And uh, the uh, void changes are super exciting because Shadow Shot Deadfall is now going to act like Deadfall used to, where it just pulls everybody in and then it keeps them there and it has a longer lifetime. And Mobius Quiver now is going 
to because uh, Mobius Quizzer was just the better one, better option because it lasted as long, it did more damage, and you could use it more offensively and defensively. But now it's going more into the offensive where it only lasts for six seconds. You're putting out damage, you're putting on a debuff, and you're done. While Dead Deadfall is going to just be let's put out some big numbers, let's pair it with Div, let's put out some max debuff, right. which is awesome. And then arc changes. You, we're pretty much just getting a better Tempest Strike, which is huge. I can see, I can see the future of Tempest Strike. It got a thirty percent uh, damage buff. Tempest Strike only in PVE though. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. No, got yeah. chills on my spine. It was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> Warlocks, your Void Walker, your Void Walkers getting some buffs from that Vortex uh, Nova Bomb. The projectile speed terrifyingly is getting buffed by twenty one percent. The inward oh, pull, the inward pull is being. Uh, <laughs> like, it, like it, the radius is being impacted by uh, 17%. It already the, pisses me off with how much it pulls me in. So. <laughs> and, and the strength of it is being uh, buffed by 20%, which is kind of nutty. Oh, my God. Um, that's just terrifying in its own right. Hey, yo, yep. hey, yo, hey, yo, Sentinel Titans. Hey, yo, Sentinel Titans. You know how I've been bitching for a long time now about how shoulder charge overall just needs better connectivity? This is a step in the right direction where Sentinel Titan Shield Bash is going to improve re reliability of applying suppression because sometimes when you hit a target, it just doesn't add suppression. So this is a step hopefully in the right direction that's for, a step for, good, for all melee. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, because the biggest issue with Shoulder Charge, whether it be Hammer Strike, whether it be the Arc 1 or Shield Bash right now, is that whether if, if somebody dodges, if somebody slides, if somebody jumps even, if somebody even just turns their camera or their, their, their body to the side, there is a chance that, that your sh uh, shoulder charge just won't connect. It's as if you bounce off of the, the character model. And it's been a running problem for a long time now. And I hope this is a, st a step in the right direction because there's so many times where someone will go in for a shoulder charge and they'll be a target because of the animation not finishing and you bouncing off of a target. And, it, and that's not even like a, oh, you need to think better about when you shoulder charge. It's no, the game isn't working the way it's supposed to. No, yeah. Where the animation is trapping you. It's like, it's, it's a problem overall. Like, I understand that Bungie like, wanted to nerf shoulder charge because of the complaints of a one-shotting. But now we have things like the new Arc Warlock melee that can one-shot whole teams if they hit it right. Like... And we're still out here going, oh, shoulder charge was a problem? Like, bro, bro. Like, it, it, we're at the point where at the, like, where it should be able to one-shot overall without Paragon Greaves if your resilience is less than 50. That should be a baseline ability overall. You shouldn't need Synthoseps. You shouldn't need Doom Marchers. You shouldn't need Paragon Greaves. If your resilience is less than 50, any of the, the the shoulder charges should be able to one shot you. That should be a very reasonable compromise. If you're hitting a hundred, nah, you're fine. I agree. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Now, I think resistance two, should work like that in PvP. Yeah. Now, two. Um, I want to make sure. Like, I want to. I, I do this call out right real quick because um, there was a. Um, uh, I think it was like it was ha uh, uh, Patty Cakes on, on the YouTuber uh, made a post where. Uh, like he, he was talking about how he's very frustrated with resilience and beaten overall for the classes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And how it feels very not fair for hunters 
when it comes to how they have to change how they spec their builds because of resilience at tier 10 giving you the, the time for resistance and even in pvp the more resilience you have the less receptive you are to damage overall and like he's saying that's very counterintuitive for hunters because they're being decentivized to run mobility when mobility is supposed to be your most important perk as a, as a hunter because of your dodge my counter to that is while as a titan player i gain like more more uh uh barricade energy from it or class ability there has to be a defense stat in every video game by uh, my guy yeah like, my guy. <laughs> like, 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 that, like that's my biggest thing like you like if, if we need to make it to where class ability is a whole other stat overall fine cool do that but I will say straight up, your most important uh, stats overall, doesn't matter what class you are right now in the current meta, and what it should have been overall, like for for high-end PvE and PvP, should be your resilience and your recovery, because your resilience is your defense stat. It's the thing that protects you overall. And like your recovery helps you recover in a fight. If you're by, if you get shot to almost one health, and you're behind the cover, uh, behind cover after you disengage from a fight. And like if you got body shot from a sniper shot, you're still alive. Your recovery determines how fast you heal from that. So if if your recovery is like 20 and you're not recovering fast enough, if a, if a, if a opponent jumps in and shoots you and you're still at one health, that's because your recovery is too low. If your resilience is high enough that you can take damage, cool, good job. But if you're a hunter running around with like a hundred resilient, hundred uh, mobility, but like 20, 30 resilience, then you're a glass cannon, dog. You're gonna get shot, and that's your own fault. That's not the game's fault. That's the devs' fault. Like, like I, cause I know Salter Grumbo has been complaining about the the resilience uh, times four as well. There Hear needs to out. be a defense stat in every video game. Falcon, go for it. I, are you talking about PVE or PVP? Both, honestly, both. All right, so I know. I run a whopping eight resilience in PvP on my hunter, um, and I do not have any issues still going on twenty plus streaks in all game modes. So there's that. Um, the only things you need in PvP are recov, mobility, and intellect, and the rest of that is player preference. You don't need to run one hundred anything in PvP to be good. Most of it's gun skill, knowing when to disengage and do all that jazz. It's PvP. Not, I'm going to use all my abilities to dunk on everybody as fast as I can. Some people can do that. Not what it's about. And PvP, just like you said, defense. It's, you got to have it. It's like, right, right. yeah. It's, base, it's video game basics. At that right. Like we, out here, like, 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 we out here, like, I understand build crafting. Build crafting, you're supposed to be able to build into your class the way you're supposed to. But if there's not like a like I mean, if we're not gonna go straight like basic Yu-Gi-Oh and have an attack and attack points and, de- and defense points, then by golly, we have to be able to compromise at where the defense factors into play. And resilience well, is where that happens. Everything you know, I can <laughs> run. I've collected enough armor, or I can run tier seven everything, and I can run tier ten resilience and tier six everything else. Like you can do it. You right. can run right. 10 mobility, tier 10 mobility, tier 10 resilience, 50 recovery, tier 10 intellect. Like you can do that. Like it's you just you just got to do it. You got to build craft. You got to grind. There's also, no issues with it right now. And also, there's a great perk. There's a, there's a great mod in the game for those who were around for Season of the Lost. 
if you just change your your class item to stasis and you put on a utility <laughs> kickstart mod, a utility kickstart mod gives you damn near half of your or your your class item yeah. once you use it. So anybody who complains about like Lorely giving you too much class item, like a class item power, or that resilience is too is too powerful for Titans, or that like your mobility shot because you need you need higher resilience. Utility kickstarts right there, dog. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't see the problem here. Because <laughs> I even did a, a comparison where if you have two utility kickstarts on a hunter and two utility kickstarts on a warlock, your um like like say you have like fifty mobility or fifty Rika, your class ability recharges almost about the same as just a base titan with 100 resilience yeah so like yeah. there's no reason to even be having no. this conversation no it's just people don't want to learn to build craft is what it comes down to yeah and like i like granted these are these are still high level players making these conversations but it's still like if you're going to complain about these things we're going to check you at the door in regards to that yeah just because you're a high level player doesn't mean you have the right answers all the time just right. because you have a following doesn't mean you have the right answers all the time. They're called opinions for a reason. They can be disagreed with and talked about. As long as there's a conversation surrounding it and you don't strong arm people around it, that's okay. But right. I just see a lot of people owning these conversations like there's only one option, and that's just not the case ever. Exactly, and we're not even like 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 name calling or anything like that. We're like we're like doing like like kind of like snide little jokes about it. We're not being mean because we want to open that dialogue. We want people to come on the show yeah. and talk to us about these things. And, We're not calling people little Timmies. <laughs> um, but moving on in terms of the, the rest of the things, all the, the people who were bitching about Storm Nades, rejoice. Yeah, rejoice. But not, it's, it's getting fixed in a way that actually makes sense. They're, they're just, just yeah. they're just lowering everything by one second or or or, or point five lowering seconds. the active time of the Stormnade cloud, which is so like, like it makes perfect sense because. Let, like to all the people, to all the warlocks out there that were super upset that Titans got a grenade perk or a grenade aspect, they even say it in the thing where our intention with this aspect was to lead hard into Striker as the Titans' grenade-centric class, echoing Code of the Earthshaker's role from the original sandbox, at, like and be able to give people that ability and force bunkered players to move when a storm nade uh, was approaching, i.e. lane snipers or or things of that nature. If you yeah. throw a storm nade, it causes you like to, to, to disengage from the action. But and now they're correcting that by just lowering the time a little bit, which is perfect yeah. because yeah. overall... You can see it now. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like other than they make it easier to see. So like overall, I had no issue with the storm nades overall. Like, I, I thought they were like fun as hell. But like there was no issue for me when it came to the storm days because some like especially for capture the last weekend some people would just walk away from the storm day <laughs> like you can do that yeah same so conversation just, just disengage yeah. just like the, the people don't know how to disengage from fights they want to press in hard and not have to worry about consequences and that's why don't my I, shooty gun shooty you faster than yours shooting me. Yeah, and it's just sometimes you've got to disengage from a fight because not everything's gonna gonna be perfect for you. So that was kind of yeah. cool. Then we got into the stasis. 
the stasis where we're actually Look looking into we're actually looking into fixing some stasis shit. So, um, also, if we ever miss anything, like I, I kind of like sweeped over the warlock, like they're increasing the ball lightning for a travel range from like 25, 27.5 to 35 meters, and the chain lightning against PVE combating by 50%. If we ever, well, also, oh, why is this happening? We're buffing Arc Souls? Huh? I'm pumped. I'm sad. And I'm scared. I mean, they're so good already. I'm terrified. It's just PVE, though, right? Um, PVE combat, yes. Yeah, I'm Cause, chill with that. Like it just like like if that was a PVP too, I'd be terrified. I'd be I'd be sweat bullets. But thankfully, I'm just glad just... it doesn't have. Yeah, if it had infinite uptime like Liar's handshake, that'd be horrifying. But it has like a 15 second cooldown. Unless you build craft enough to throw on rifts every time yours runs out, that's different. But I'm excited. Yeah, so it'll be cool. But now for stasis, Ooh, yes. Uh, so they want to be able to return stasis to its original potency, uh, like around Beyond Light, without it being busted. And I appreciate that. But I feel like a lot of these changes, because the biggest changes that we see is that stasis slow is being increased a little bit inside of uh, it's like like overall when it comes to different like a thing like like cold snap grenades or even dust field grenades. They're they're up in the slow by ten percent. They're um, correcting some of the, the nerfing to the cold snap seeker. They're buffing uh, cold snap grenades application by 13%. It does feel does feel grenades by 13%. They're uh, being able to buff certain fragments like a winter shroud fragment for hunters being buffed from one slot fragments out to two and cryoplasm from one to two. And then they're actually working on changing the potency of Shade Miner a little bit, which is kind of cool. But I feel like all I these changes, already. like all these changes, kind of concern me though, because it doesn't address the biggest problem I see with Stasis and PvP, where if you're a Stasis Titan, you're never getting your super in PvP. But that's like, like the point. They did, like, I will preface that with they did say they're going to look at super economy at yeah. take another Passover with this after Good. Strand comes out. They're just doing initial stuff before Strand comes out and then post Lightfall, I'm, they're going to be doing a bunch of different changes. Okay, I, I can get behind that because like it really feels like, especially because Stasis... They don't want to like break the game before right no but like especially when it comes to stasis where it's the only subclass that doesn't have alternate supers stasis titans really suffer where they just don't like you you'll never get your super in a trials match you like you'll rarely see it in a control match sometimes you'll get it i get my shade binder every time as a warlock and that's a 10 30 cooldown yeah, but, but 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 like okay let, let me pull up uh d2 armor picker real quick i want to check this real quick the point of stasis <laughs> is its abilities. I know the supers are really fun, and the point of supers in PvP isn't just to dunk on the other team. It feels good when it happens, but that's not like why they exist, in my opinion. If you get one or two kills with it, that's a successful super, and I think you can do that with them. I think there's obviously supers that way outshine that stat, and that's probably why they're going to readdress the super economy. Right. But, but think I... about it like this. Think about it like this. Especially for trials, the only Titan supers that you ever see 
ever. Like, like by the end of a trial, unless they are just like outputting damage like no other, because occasionally I'll see like a Fist of Havoc. The only supers you ever see in a trials match from a Titan are Thunder Crash, Bubble, because it's the fastest super in the economy, or Burning Ball. And Burning Ball is rare, rare these days. Glacial Quake, Sentinel Shield, Glacial Quake, Sentinel Shield, and Fists of Havoc take seven minutes to to, 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 go, to go out at ten at tier ten. So it's like, why? That's what Shadebinder is too. Shadebinder, I see constantly in trials matches. I I never see Glacial Quake, or Sentinel Shield, or a Fists of Havoc, if at all. It's very it's because odd. you can get uh, ice ice the uh, ice flare bolt is just yep. really good. Yep. that's you, the only you, reason. I you take a huge L. You take a huge L with the super. Like I use it in trials, and I take a huge L using Shadebinder because I'll usually only get the super once, and it's trials, and that super does not excel in uh, chasing people down if people can just hide from it usually. But man, those ice flare bolts, that those stage, those freezing rifts you can throw down, that's Ugh. where it's at, and that's I why I'm those pumped. Those rifts hurt. Those rifts yeah, hurt that's, ass. So that's why I'm glad to see these stasis buffs because you might actually see me using revenant hunter again where i can throw a dusk field grenade actually slow them a significant amount throw a shuriken freeze them break them or just slow them down and right. just jump around like now, that makes the class viable again what i really am afraid of i don't know like where this came from but there and i, I want to speak on this there is a clan going around in uh the destiny trials community right now called behemoth where their whole <laughs> their whole game plan is to go into trials and sets of three running Horfrost Z and Stasis Titans with um, a fusion rifle as your secondary and Cerberus one as your primary. And I don't know if it was just for the capture weekend or if it's gonna be for every trials thing moving forward, but the whole idea behind it is keep making stasis barricades and stasis walls with your grenade and stuff like that over and over again and break them that way you just have like infinite overshield off of all of your teammates and see that's like a viable stasis titan build like just like you take the l with the super but you get some gnarly abilities in the trade-off but, but you gotta really build into that and commit to it because i even tried my like solo doing it and it, it takes work it takes yeah. work to do that. Like it's it's a struggle solo doing that. But the whole team rolls in, all throws down a wall, all break the <laughs> wall, and you all have like like if it, like like full overshield. It's dirty. It's like and I yeah. remember, like, like I was in trials LMGs, and they're like, "What do we do?" And I'm like, "Bro, just throw a storm nade." Oh, they all died. I'm like, "Bro, like just there's ways to counter the like the, the meme because it really felt like a meme, honestly." <laughs> Oh, for sure. I'll go That's all it is. With you. you don't have the LFG. Just text me. <laughs> Same. I'm basically an LFG. <laughs> You're a <laughs> dork, cool. <laughs> um, and, then, <laughs> and the last thing they hit today in the TWAB is that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we, we don't know what the, the new dungeon is for next season. Please, God, let it be a Vex dungeon. Please, God, let it be a Vex dungeon. Um, grip, that would be cool. Please let it be a next dungeon. Um, anyway, um, if we get like the whatever dungeon we are getting, it's coming out on December 9th, which is the first Friday of the new season. So mark your calendars, kids, because shit's about to get hot. I may or may uh, not stream that. 
We'll find out. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Do it. I'll stream it with you. So, um, listener questions, but I'm going to start with the, the with the one I said I'd make a listener question anyway. Skill-based matchmaking in a PvE overall. We've mentioned it a couple times. I want to elaborate on it because a YouTuber made a video that really bothered me. People when are a YouTuber make a video that doesn't bother you. Right. This uh, is why I'm saying we need to make a segment. That just panda know, rants. It'll be called What Grinds Panda's Gears. Jesus. <laughs> so and it would be whatever that ha- whatever happens that week <laughs> in Destiny that grinds Panda's gears. Oh my god. Okay, we might actually have to, have to make that a thing. Um, so, uh, there was, there was a video put out in regards to the current PvP, because, uh, Bungie helped put out, put out a tweet where they said they are going, they are, they are taking a pass at looking at improving the matchmaking and the network connectivity of, uh, Crucible matches right now. And all these people were saying, is this the death of skill-based matchmaking? No. But what it is, is all these people who are out here as their talking point of why skill-based matchmaking shouldn't exist is the connection, i.e., why should I have to go into a match with someone across the, 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 uh, the, 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 the world from me who's the same uh, KD as me and them have crap internet and me have good internet and me have to watch them like, uh, like uh, skip around the map because their connection's bad. So why should I be punished and have to pl- play them when I can just be in a wider uh, like a, a crucible pool and play face everybody? Well, they're like, because you'll pub stop people. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, hold up. Because he, because that's those are the major talking points of the why skill based matchmaking shouldn't be in control, or just why skill based matchmaking is a problem overall. Is they don't want to have to sweat their dicks off. They have issues with the connectivity of being with other sweats because other sweats don't have great uh, internet connections, and uh, suspicious. And they don't like the idea of it being in the casual playlist. That third one is the only one I will give you because if we are going to remove um, skill-based matchmaking from control, skill-based matchmaking should be in trials, skill-based matchmaking should be in ranked playlist when, 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 yes. when, when ranked is reset. Because, they, like, and I will and even give True Vanguard one thing he said a while back where if we if we don't have skill based matchmaking, there should be at least outlier protection where a 3.0 KD or a 2.0 or even a 1.5 KD should not be going up against a 0.3 or a Z, or a 0.1 or a 0.5. That that wide margin is too insane. <clears throat> there should be no reason why you are facing that thing. And then well, I believe like I think it was Darkside Royalty's video who pissed me off really, where it was like. He's saying there's so many videos on how to get good and get better at the game. And I'm like, yo, that's cool and all. There's better like we even talked about how disengaging is important in the game right now and like how like, over both in PvP and PvE. There's ways to get better, but if I go and go into a crucible match and it immediately sniped, how do I get better? If I'm immediately fusion rifled, 
how do I get better? If I'm if I'm immediately shotgun, my my or when I'm out movement by a player who is a higher KD than me by legions, how do I get better? You don't. How you get better is facing players with similar KDs than you, and then you slowly improve and are yeah. able to go to the next ladder, to the next rung in the ladder, and improve and fight. You face people who are on your skill level and then you improve and they improve or you improve and they don't. And you go farther and further and faster and go better. Not going, oh, you're going to keep getting pump stomped and pub stomped and over and over again. And they're like, oh, pump stomping isn't real. That's, not, that's just a fake talking term by people who no, don't want to get good. No, Ooh, it's real. Said, people don't believe that exists. They're over here. Like, like, like the argument was, it's just a talking point by people who don't want to get better at the game, oh and, or even, or even the other thing that he put out was, it's just made by people who who uh, who want to see PvP removed from the game. And I'm like, what, bro? Come on now. Pumping like, is in every multiplayer game. It's not just a Destiny no. problem. There, no. yeah, there's it's people in, in Modern Warfare problem. Two right now who it's are saying. Problem. Like, but they say skill-based matchmaking is a problem. Like, and what I find so funny about, like, that was even brought up by a TikToker that I follow, that a while back, y'all didn't even know skill-based matchmaking was present in video games until developers started telling you it existed. You wouldn't have known that skill-based matchmaking was a thing. You would have just noticed that you were getting hit by players that are the same, um, like, like a skill level as you. And my biggest thing is, if we remove it from the casual playlist and put it in the ranked playlist and put it in the trials playlist, where, 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 where's your argument now? Oh, I don't want to face someone who has a bad connection. Okay, cool. Bungie just said they're working on fixing the connection issues. What, what, what arguments do you have? Nothing. Your fate, you, you are, you worked your butt off to face other people on your skill level. You are now facing people on your skill level. What's the problem? Because in like uh, I think like it was Clyde who said the best we a weekend of trials was the weekend where you go from facing a 2.0 level team to then facing like hub stomp level people, and that's not healthy for any video game. Oh, that's not fun at all. Clyde and never he, has good he, takes, anyways. And people and people are out here saying that like oh trials is is at its lowest player base in the like since prior to Witch Queen. And I'm like, first of all, we're at the tail end of a season. It's always we, like this. Everybody always posts the same picture, and it's always the same. It's always like, the same. It's like, not like, it's, new information. Like we're at the lowest. We're at the low end of the season. Yep. There, like there's, the, 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 I will be 100. Weapons honest. are re-rolling. Like there's yeah, already yeah, weapons, we already had it. Like yeah. It's nothing new. Like, get over like, yourself. <laughs> like, like you already have the god rolls of certain weapons you want, so you're not incentivized to go in there unless you want the ship or the sparrow or anything like that. So you have no reason to keep playing. Bungie has said they're not going to be mad at you if you play something else. They want you to come back when there's new content for you. And then there's the people who are like, we've been playing the same map since D1. That was a good talking point like a while back when y'all didn't get new maps for like two years. But debatably, the Witch Queen map came out. It's not that great. That's fine. You can, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a viable argument that you can make that argument if you want to. Cool, that's fine. But 
actually make that argument stop saying there isn't a new map. You got Bostock and Eternity back as rotated and returning raids. We're not returning raids, returning maps. Y'all barely like when we go to those maps and it's annoying as hell. Y'all voted against Eternity the, the one weekend when it was a vote for it and Bostock oh. when it was a vote for it for trials. And y'all complain about there being new maps. Like, and now we have Cathedral of Dusk and people are like, oh, well, that's fine. But like, where's the new, new maps? And I'm like, bro, that takes time. They've gone through yeah. multiple dev shakeups and, mo and multiple new funding. Like, it takes time. Like, I understand they gutted a lot of content when they removed the stuff that Activision made. But, like, let them still go back and improve stuff and get things better. Because that's the, like, I, I keep seeing videos of why Destiny PvP is dying. It's the flawless pool, skill-based matchmaking, and a lack of maps and a lack of loot to chase. I, I, I will give you loot. Because right now, other than the shotgun, the bow, and then Reeds and Aisha are leaving, <coughs> there ain't nothing to chase in trials right now. So I'll give you loot. That's fine. We can make that argument. But other than that, y'all can shove it. I'm sorry. Like, like, this, like this, this constant badgering of, oh, PvP is dying, Destiny's dying. It's the end of the season. Shut up. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if like if Falcon or Toll wants to speak on that, but I, 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 that's where I'm gonna leave that. I just I'm really sick of people in the skill based matchmaking argument where it's like I just I will give you the casual side of it argument where like sometimes like you just want to test a new gun and you want to go in and test a new gun and see how it goes, but there's no reason why you're per you as a like a 1.5 or a 2.0 person KD should be going to test a new gun on a 0.3. That's all I'm saying. No, it, when when it, when skill based matchmaking, I've had the most fun I've had in Crucible this season in a long time because I'm actually playing against people who match my skill level, and sometimes they fall out, fall above my skill level, and I'm like, oh, I actually have to play better against these people. I've actually noticed I've gotten better, even though like my stats haven't increased. I can do things I wasn't doing previously because I'm actually being challenged in PvP now, and I'm going out of my way to challenge myself and like. PvP is the most replayable playlist they have in Destiny. I do agree that loot's lacking, but like that's not why I play PvP. I play PvP because it's fun. I enjoy getting better at it. And generally, when you play with people, it's a better experience. If you're all bitter playing together, of course you're going to be bitter about it. Just do something else then. Don't make it worse for other people. Right. Like, there's room to improve, and we can change some things, but like... This whole we're constantly dying thing needs to just stop. Like, yeah. I, I'll be 100% honest. Like, I'm just sick of, and we mentioned it before. We'll mention it again. The flawless pool is not a problem. No, it's you great. You just don't like it because it makes you have to sweat more. And it you makes can it so carry you can't people carry still. people. You can still carry people. You just reset at six and help them win their seventh game, and you go on to the next person. You still get the carry stat. You just don't but get even, the flawless. But even then, like I will, I, I will die on the hill that the carrying economy needs to stop in Destiny. Like I understand you want to help your friends. Like sometimes you legitimately just want to help your friends. But the people who are like, I need, I, I'm out here doing uh, like free carries. If you follow my stream and you enter oh, the raffle. <laughs> 
Shut yeah, up. like 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 sub to my stream and you get, get a carry. Twenty five bucks and I'll carry you through. Tribe. Or or, yeah, or like or like PM, yeah, people building who... a real relationship. I'm just gonna take your money. Right, and it's just like like when I see that stuff, that makes me want Bungie to remove oh, carrying the from the game. And, yeah, yeah, they like, use the, like they use cheap guns to do it. It's like I <laughs> like that like those things make me want Bungie to remove carrying from the game and almost penalize it in the same way they do um with recubs because when you like, like if you if you at any point are accepting money for uh, like carrying people or if you're doing it for a raffle that should just be auto banned like straight up like on, on site like if you're helping people cool that's fine you're doing your thing you're helping people out but if you are like straight up just manipulating and like making an economy or a living off of the game in that way on site i'm sorry like we, you need to go or people because yeah, you're are essentially who... using the destiny branding to make money like and they're even labeling it destiny like i can see why that'd be like an issue if right. we're really going to get down the nitty-gritty why they could potentially stop people from doing that exactly and like also these people who are out here one win resetting y'all need to get banned too i'm gonna say that right there because you kd boosting and starting on my last damn nerve it's never that serious you don't need to be doing that Right, like you out here, like patting your stats and having like hundreds of wins on your trials report only because you're one win resetting. Like that's not the way to do that, dog. You're doing. You're just do that. Yeah, people do that. Oh yeah, it's so bad, bro. You'll see it in LMGs too in this one win reset. It's so bad. Yeah, they'll finish the weekend with like a seven KD. Yep, like especially on Sundays where they want to do it in the flawless pool. That way, they stop people from going flawless in the flaw, like in the yeah. non-flawless pool. And it's and so people, dumb. yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a little rough, but like, no. Nah, um, Toll, is there actually any actual um listener questions now that we've ranted for a hot second? Yeah, there's one I really want to get to. Let's go. All right, so this is from our our boy Seraph. Okay. He wants to know, if this is for each of us, uh, if you were given to bring back one strike in one on sunset, in on sunset one gun, what would that be? So let's start with the strikes first. Um, and Falcon, we're going to start with you. This band always starts. We're going to start, so we're going to need something different. Okay, go for it. What is the, uh, am I, is that the Sepkis Reborn or whatever that was in Rise of Iron? Was that a strike? Well, it, w- it was just a, like a, a, a Siva vert. It was a Siva version of, of uh, Devil's Lair. Oh, that's. Oh, we're talking about Sunset Strikes? Yes. Yeah. Specifically on Sunset. What strike would you oh, want on Sunset? I want Sabathun's song back. That, that one was so fun. I don't we know why that a, was. We, we went in as a, as a, group, of, a group of nine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like, bro, I just killed like uh, two gods and you're having trouble here. Yeah. Let me that's just a, that seems it like up. I don't no, know why I, I say it, you but need to that sounds like a skill though. issue there. I, it's a skiss you. Um, if you if you really wanted to, to tug on my on my heartstrings a little bit, the one that I would really like to see come back, but I have two actually. They're both vex themed because I'm a fucking vex freak. Either the pyramidian or oh. the tree or oh. the tree or the or the, tr- or the tree of probabilities. Because, oh, I love the tree of probability because. If you really think about it, the 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 like the the Mercury versions of the Vex in Vogue are the only current way for new players to see the the past versions of the Vex. 
and it sucks Ooh, because it they have no, like they have no comprehension of that Vex looked differently in their prime compared to what they look like now. And it really sucks because like still you have all these new players that have no context for the past. So like if you threw in tree of probabilities or like Pyramidia, you would have like well Pyramidia doesn't have them, but like Pyramidia is a fun a fun uh strike in general. Like you yeah, would was... see the the, the the with the tree of probabilities, the ability for all these people to or even just a garden world, because garden world had the giant root mine at the end. Those different ones having the ability to show you the old versions of the Vex in that kind of frame. It just I just I just want the infinite forest back, dog. Like I want I want the infinite forest back. I want it back bad. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm gonna throw a curveball at you and I'm gonna say Maybe the they'll reprise it because they're bringing us Sorry, what? The festering core strike. The festering core. It's from Io. It was a very unplayed one, but it was really fun. It was basically the Taken were invading a Vex installation on Io, and they had taken over one of the Vex mines in there, and you had to go fight your way in, and you had to fight your way in through the Vex defenses to then take out the Taken that was controlling everything. And it What's was it really called? Fun. The best ring called? Yes. I don't remember Why don't this. I remember that? Right, my brain's like, what are you talking about? Um... Oh wait, I I hated this one. Oh my god, because it was like I, I think it was the it was, like like it was it was one of these ones where you just went so deep into the caves of Io. Yeah, I'm in, sorry, the pyram- I'm... in the Pyramidians, and then you fought a cra- a crazy tough like taken boss at the end. I remember this thing. I I hated this one. Don't get me wrong. I want, I'm I'm a man for the Pyramidian because I wanted I liked that strike because I was getting revenge for the main man. I literally don't remember this. Falcon's <laughs> like, what? But okay. So, but also, in terms of the weapon that I want back, give me my blast furnace, goddammit. Yeah, I know. I think all of our, our weapon, our answers are literally going to be fucking blast black furnace. Ar- all right. I just want hammerhead back. Not, not saying any black armory weapons because we know everybody and their mom knows. People want Black Armory back. What else could we get back? What else do you want back? My, not saying Black Armory weapons, because everybody... The wants... Season of Dawn weapons were pretty good. That linear, the Season of Dawn linear, I figure what it's called would fit pretty well in the sandbox right now. I think that'd be fun. I'm going to be a weirdo, and I'm going to say the Midnight Coup. Oh, I I, yeah. I'm, I'm I not a big. Hand, I wasn't weird. a big hand cannon fan back in that day, but I'm pumped for when Leviathan. I loved awesome. yeah. the Midnight Coup. It actually felt really, really fun in my hands. Yeah, no, that's that really or good. I'd love to. I didn't get a lot of time to get the weapons from it, but I want to see. I want the weapons from all the raid layers to come back. How do you think the raid layers would come back? Do you think they'll ever come back? I say they just put them in as dungeons and call it a day. Fair. All right, no. Keep them as raid layers. What a concept. Destiny, some desk people don't even know what a raid layer is. Right. And it's like, why not just keep them as raid layers itself? Because that just... That's how it was when they were in the game. Why not keep it that way and have some fun? Yeah, just make... Honestly, what they should do is just make... um, The Leviathan, like... uh 
like a central hub area for all the raids and have like instant starters when you want to go start one of them and then just have them all start no, from I there. Think, I think it should be like a uh what's it called? It should it should be a page in the legends tab like a sub page. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like here are the yeah, like layers. Yeah, that'd be cool. So Panda just said he had um internet issues, so I want to be doing the outro today. Let's go. Yay. So, I believe in you. No, I got it. So what I it's like I want to see the raid layers come back because honestly, those were I only got to I never got to do the star the star the the one where you had stars. The, yeah. I did I Eater of Worlds. I love Same. loved Eater of Worlds the first Eater time World I did that. Was awesome. Yeah, that was such a cool one. When I did it, these do these this like group of guys taught me all the way through and it was so nice. much fun. I actually had a fun nice. LSD experience. It was wild. That's good. Yeah. Eater of Worlds was a f- easy one to teach, so I bet it wasn't super pressing either to mm-hmm. teach people it. Spire of Stars another time I've heard was a Spire nightmare. Spire of Stars was people. wild. I'm back. Yeah. Welcome. Are we still here? Or did you... Yes. yes. No, All we're right. here. Yes. All right, yeah, Talking random... about the raid layers. I randomly unplugged my Wi-Fi access. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm here. <laughs> now we're talking about raid, the raid layer weapons, because that's what I want to see come back. Oh, was, I was oh, saying... was, oh, was, oh, okay, cool. Fair enough. I wanted to see Midnight Goo come back because that's like original. Blast Not weapons that are um, black armory because we everybody in the mom wants them back. Okay, fine. I want um, um, same shotgun. I want a perfect paradox. Fair, fair. Yeah. I'd love to see. Per- I would love to. Uh, Panda being someone who loves Saint, yeah. That man needs to get himself a perfect paradox, and as well as he has a shotgun kink. This man has every has every shotgun. Like where some people are convincing him, he has a thousand. He has a a, a um, Reese Walker, but pre uh, origin trait that hoes over to a thousand thousand five hundred kills. Who me? Wow. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's like 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 because if I like because all I want is Saint fourteen shotgun because. I, I I love me some shotguns, dog. Like I love me some. I shotguns. know. I just said you have a kink for shotguns. They're they're, my, they're I love them to death. So it's like if I can get like uh, my my like the perfect one because uh what was it? Perfect paradox. If I had perfect paradox, it'd be over, dog. Like like you like everyone would die by my hands. You you would see nothing but pain every day. Like if you ever see me get mad in Crucible, Reese Walker is the first thing I grab. It really is, and it's funny. And you see me cause pain. <laughs> like, that's my baby right there. Like, even back in the day, Fell Winters was my baby, but I never got enough kills on it to really matter. And then, like, now, Inquisitors, my dirty my, my dirty girl, like, because uh, Falcon has even seen me go ham, because I'll slide, shoot, slide, shoot, and it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, gross. Like right now, my favorite pairing is either No Time to Explain an Inquisitor or Messenger and Inquisitor, and it's whoa, Chef's kiss. Uh, Toll, was there any more listener questions, or are we good? That was the only one that. All right. Well, actually, dope. there was one from Bill. Do you want to get to that one real quick? Sure. Why not? Right, let me pull that up from. Wasn't that in regards to the dungeon? No, that was Madge, and I had. Um, 
Uh, is the upcoming PvP pro- uh, project that Bungie going to replace Destiny PvP? No. No, like, no. Like, legitimately, because people love the lore of Destiny too much, and they're not yeah. going to give up on Destiny PvP just because of that. That's no. the cut and dry of that one, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Matt, the question from Madge, I actually want to leave for next week and make it a topic itself, Got because it. it relates to next season entirely, and it's like, that'd be a fun thing to talk about on stream, so I'm going to save that for an actual topic. All right, cool. Well, then we will go in and dive in that next week, folks. Uh, don't, uh, 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 Falcon, what is your closing statement for this episode? Ooh, um, I think everybody should try PvP, even if it drives you nuts, especially with skill-based matchmaking now. I think it's super rewarding to go on with a level head and just try to get better at it. I think it increases your overall understanding of the game, too. So I don't think it's something you should ever not try especially now that there's reasons not to be afraid of it hell yeah um Tritol, your closing statement uh if you guys have any meme exotics you want me to bring into light let me know because i'm looking because if borealis isn't my thing i gotta find something to use i gotta find something that'll be like my niche my brand Oh my so, god! I I think it's Toll's mad because like uh, Priz has DMT and I have Lord of Wolves, so he's like 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 wanting his niche. Well, it's more like I'm trying to build my brand. I want right. to build up myself, and so uh, I gotta figure that out. Fair enough. Uh, my closing statement um, definitely will always be um, just keep being good and like be better representatives of the community. I feel like. We a lot of people forget as content creators that it's really easy to become like like an echo chamber for folks without meaning to, and there's no real way for conversation to flourish. Like, yeah. um, like like just there's no way for it to exist. So I think overall we just need to be able to have those conversations. Like the same way the the devs just talked to a whole other podcast. It was super cool to hear them and be excited. Like hearing um Vivian's excitement about developing the uh delicate tube was so awesome because you hear the passion behind what she's making. And that was so cool to like to hear. So when we can we can share our love for things like Borealis and like Blast Furnace and the, the, the different content like this. We do it because we care about the games. We want to be able to have those conversations with, like, we'll take our jabs occasionally at folks. We never like our like our like name calling because we still want to be open the door for a conversation. So, be better as a community. I feel like is the, the overall statement I want to keep like emphasizing is just be better, be the guardians that we want to be outside the opposition. Uh, don't forget, folks, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, all those great places. Follow us on Twitter, Cosmodrome Radio. If you can't find a link for this podcast, if you have no idea where to look, like if you if you legit just don't know where to listen to us, CosmodromeRadio.com, easiest place to look us up, and you will find all of our links to wherever you want to find us on the interwebs. And we will love talking to you and hearing more about the game and whatnot. And just develop, developing this as a community where we can thrive and have fun topics and stuff like that. But we will catch you folks next week, and we will catch you starside. Peace out. Bye. Borealis is my sniper. Oh, my God.